As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. After he had counted his money, the kind man divided it up amongst the people he loved and cared for, keeping just enough to care for himself. Upon seeing this, his friend spoke to him. You clearly do not understand the value of money. The man smiled and responded, You clearly don't understand the value of people. That was from the band Lawson. They sent that into the podcast. Thank you so much, guys. That's, yeah, I suppose that's what the podcast uh, is all about kindness and, and sharing. And in a way, I suppose as well, what you're really getting at there is, is the Patreon. Um, Patreon.com forward slash the LaFontaines. Yeah, you're right, absolutely. Uh, the more people that can donate to the podcast, the kinder we can certainly be. And, yeah, we just just really appreciate any sort of kind of fan mail that comes in like that. So that's that's a nice one. Um, back to the, th- the matter at hand. Welcome back to Rehash Season uh, on your favourite podcast, the Internet's favourite podcast, the LaFontaine's podcast. And, yeah, we're back here because Daz is still in New York. Jamie is back from his marathon, though I've not spoke to him yet. Communication is at an all-time low. I did text him the other day saying, um, that chorus we're working on, can you make it better? The one you've got at the moment is not good enough. It's literally what I said, and he texts back saying, sure, give it a bash, man, no worries. It's kind of open dialogue we have. Basically what I'm trying to say is, I've provided lyrics on my part which are up to a certain standard. Like, very, 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 very high. And what I'm saying is what he's bringing to the table just isn't as good at the moment. But he does have a lot of talent, so he will get there. Just sometimes you have to poke the fire and stir the sauce, as you say. But this week, we are, um, yeah, it'll be the last the last week of rehash season. We will be back as a unit, the threesome, the mighty threesome, the terrible trio. We'll be we'll be back hearing about the, the marathon man, Daz's stateside antics, Mr. Big Apple himself, and I can talk you through how to assemble a cot, a changing unit, and all with an Allen key, all with just one Allen key. It's pretty fucking impressive, to be honest. A man of many talents. Um, and also what's been happening in the studio, man, that there's been some serious fucking well, well evolving galavan and playing it. Playing with musicians, I've been here knocking my pan in in album mode and I'm feeling really good about it to be honest. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. It's very, very fun to be back in the saddle. Genuine thing that happened to me today, um, leaving the studio. I still use the, the pirate studios down here where you basically just put your record in and remember the one I nearly get merped in. So, um, I was leaving today. First of all, I had loads of like bags of polystyrene in my boot and in my car seats because <clears throat> like baby fucking baby changing tables and cots and and drawers and shit like that comes with loads of packaging the polystyrene right, and they just kind of fit in the bin. It makes some fucking mess as well. Like it's, I think is that the most pointless packaging material. Most messy, anyway, I'll tell you that, I'll tell you that, but anyway. So, um, I, I filled my car up with all this stuff because the bin men wouldn't take it because it was so much. And there's good bins outside that studio. So I was like, I'll fucking, I'll fire it right in those bins. I'll sh- show those bins. So I did. So I was leaving the studio 
um, thing, right, good, this is a good time, it's kind of dark, I'll go and fire that stuff in the bin now. But as I done that, somebody went, oh, the fuck's that? <laughs> Great chat noises, by the way, give me another one. There you go, eh? good chaps. Uh, somebody chap, and I looked up, and he must have heard me playing my track back that I'd been working on. A real fucking privilege, I bet. And uh, he shout out of the window, do you want to come and feature one of my songs? Do you want to come and feature one of my songs? And I said, what? Do you want to come, do you want to come feature one of my songs? You heard your track? This is a true story, by the way. It's not being obvious, it's true. You heard your track, this. Sick. Do you want to come feature one of my songs? Drop, drop a verse. He didn't say that about it. I spent was added in, but he said, do you want to come feature one of his songs? And I was like, eh... Nah, man, I was, <laughs> I was going to put this stuff in the bin and then I need going with something deep, mate, but cheers. But when I left the, that situation, because he went, all right, all right, cool, see you. He didn't say see you, he just went, all right, cool. <laughs> and I walked away in the, in the car after I put all stuff in the bin. I was saying, that's fucking class, man. Look at, look at just English people loving my... Loving my raps, my Scottish raps, amazing. Um, but then, kind of like near near my home, I thought, I bet he was shite though. I just think it's cool because he's like English, and down here, and they like they make loads of rap music. Bet fucking, bet he's pish. There's loads of shite English folk rappers. You know, bet I could have fucking. What I should have done is I'm seriously ciphered his face off. I went, I'll tell you what, mate, I don't want a feature, but I'll tell you what I want. I want a fucking battle right now. Let's go, let's step inside the square circle and throw down. What have you got? Jack shit. Um, Alright, so that's that's the deal. Listen, we'll jump back into all these stories later. This is rehire season, and the story I'm going to play for you is... It's called the Wild Wild Wick, I think, and it's at the time we played in Wick. I've not, I mean, I've listened to a story in ages, but just just looking at the stats, it was like a really high streamed uh, episode, so we'll batter into it. And uh, see you next week when the full gang is reunited. And again, thank you to Lawson. Telenation Tiger Pal, peace, love, and unity. Donate to the Patreon, don't be a stig. Um, and as the government would say, if you've not got enough money, just get a better job. You know? Work more hours. Put to the Patreon. Cheers. See you next week. Where am I now? A tall white room. Daylight hinting an appearance through a gap in a blackout curtain. It seems early, but can I tell? My phone's not in the pocket that it should be, or anywhere on the floor. God knows who this lassie is that I've woken up next to. Blonde hair, big tits. Her eyelids are open, but her pupils are in the back of her head. She's snoring louder than my mum, so she's definitely alive. I sort of kick her a wee bit, scared to go any closer than necessary. She stirs, and her eyes roll in where she acknowledges me for a split second, and does a half-assed bat of her hand in my direction as if trying to chew me away, but as quickly again comatose. Fuck this, I'm out of here. I've got my first day at my new job as a beekeeper starting tomorrow, and I've been in Wick for what feels like years. It's only actually been since Friday morning, and it's Sunday now. I've got to go home. I pull on the same clothes I've had on since Wednesday, and I lift up my traditional Highland souvenirs of a Rasta hat, and an AK-47 airgun and make my way through to the toilet. I push over the floor by mistake and I make minimal effort to clean it up. A wee look in the mirror lets me know that I've only got one eyebrow and my torso is covered in crude drawings of willies and fannies. Creeping past a few other sleeping guys on a couch downstairs with a rifle and make my way into the brisk morning. Last night, we played an amazing gig in Inverness, and Thursday's overcast sets the tone for our foray further north. A grey omen. Tonight we play our first ever gig in Thurzo, 
and on Friday we're headlining a festival in Wick. The Proclaimers headline is Saturday night, but the plan is to drive home in the afternoon. The softly spoken people in Inverness spookily warn us of what it's like further north. They don't like to hear the word Wick, and they cover their ears and run away when you do so. They say it's cursed up there. I think it's because the further north you travel, the closer to the moon you are. Undeterred, the fonts fear no cunt no, and the font bus rolls on. As we chug along on, the signs greet us, welcome to Thurzo. It's suddenly much colder. We cross this wee bridge and are instantly taken by surprise. We were foretold that it was sheep shagger territory, but the first human life we witness is a man pulling a sheep by the hind legs out a fence, whilst the mothers stand chewing grass and waiting for the inevitable slaughter. The sheep that is, not any more homo sapiens, but I'm sure the shepherd would have had much the same existence. He looks up at the bus with devilish eyes and he hisses. There's two girls in ranger's tops, about 12 years old, further down the street. They appear to be doing nothing, merely loitering but ages away from any civilization. They share a scared embrace as we chinder past a 20s plenty sign. They've never seen a bus before and we spy the pair of them looking petrified in the rear view mirror watching this alien craft. We get to the venue and we adjust all our watches to the correct time zone. After the show, the bus is going AWOL and so is Finlay, who is our designated driver. So had the bottle of whiskey. It turns out that he's getting a game of bus drivers. It's midnight by the time his shift ends and he's blotto, pulling into a stop outside the club. He's not finished the bottle of Glenfiddich yet, so there's still enough for a dram for the rest of us. The bus gets reversed round to the Chinese, and for some reason, they've not heard any of the foodstuffs that I know. Nay, chips? What kind of establishment is this? I settle on a few eggs that appear when the bus reverses round the street to the hostel. It's those big eggs to duck ones. I try to fry them, but I forgot to put oil in or whatever, and it fucks the frying pan. The smoke alarm goes off. We're all escorted outside by the pissed off night watchman guy. Sorry mate, I was cooking there, I'm, I'm not that good at it. He laughs and he puts his feet back in the worktop and his hands on his belly. Upstairs we drink these four fancy beers for the fridge and the rest of the whiskey. About eight in the morning, everyone's door started being attacked. Someone was banging them all with such ferocity. There must be another fire. The muffled voice on the other side sounds total panic stations. The fat night watchman is going off his nut. How are we meant to know that he likes three duck eggs and four bottles of beer every morning when he clocks off? It was just bad manners on our part. Some other band had eaten his eggs too, not too long ago. It wasn't just any eggs, those big eggs you get, duck ones. Fraser tour manager takes the dairy for the great egg and beer heist and the big fat guy is reimbursed. It feels like the full town knows though, as people squint and point at us. We seem like beings from the future. The bus sips out of Thurzo with a sore arse to a greyer air of hostility. Onwards to Wild Wild Wick. When we reverse Rune Keith Ness right into Wick, we are greeted by Vic and Dick. <laughs> they show us up to their rooms in a nice wee guest house and put on a fine spread of cold meat and cornflakes. We go for a wee walk about Wick. The festival looks great and it's well attended for the time of the day. A good big stage, a nice setup, weather not too bad. A couple of drinks with some pals that we call One Eyed Bill in that 70s show later. We head back to the guest house to get ready and we eat our cold meat and cornflakes. En route, I stop in this wee shop and buy an air gun and a rasta hat. No questions asked. Didn't even blink an eye. That's the only reason I got the gun, because they asked no questions and the guy didn't even blink. Just stared me out. Back at the guest house, we get a game of guns. Shooting each other was too painful. 
So we exterminate some packets of wafer-thin turkey slices that were propped up in a wall. Most of the town were at the festival, but anyone that walked past us didn't blink either. Just smiled because it seemed to be the done thing in these parts. The full moon is out when we take to the stage. I'm about to count in the first track, but it materialises that I've got no drumsticks. Oh dear, I think, as I try and waft dry smoke signals to Fraz. He throws a pair for somewhere in the nick of time and the show commences. I managed to snap seven sticks in the hour, half my record. The gig went amazing and Vic and Dick for Wick invite us to a big after party at the local nightclub. Plenty of gear and plenty of birds were told. Fraz, who's usually dressed in exclusively North Face clobber, puts on a checkered shirt and we find this absolutely hilarious, renaming him the Prom King. The group, except John and Daz, head up to the club to meet One-Eyed Bill in that 70s show. The locals' style of dancing didn't seem to be in time to any of the rhythms. It was an impossible sight, everyone's unsynchronised limbs, each individually possessed by the ghosts of old rig workers, or whatever type of ekkies they sell in this highland region. We were expecting blood to rain out for the ceiling for those night dwellers, but it doesn't. When the club shuts, everyone gathers outside to various degrees of success regarding the gear and the birds. John and Daz say we should head back to the bus. We go back down with about 20 other people, including the owner of the club and the oddest collection of humans in the whole wacky, weird, wide world of Wick. There's loads of drink in the bus, but that wasn't there when we left for the club. Incredible amounts of booze. Too much. Big massive 5 litre bottles of Smirnoff and slabs and slabs and slabs of tenants. A party indeed. The crowd is getting tanked into the bevy. We get a game of buses again, reversing it all over the town, picking up and dropping off. The boy that owned the nightclub suggests we go to his bit for a party and that's far safer than reversing the bus around the town full of vodka. We're in his gaff for about 30 minutes and it's pretty decent. But for whatever reason, he seems to pick in me the most. Maybe because I'm quite soft and don't give anything back to him. I couldn't care for his bravado until all of a sudden he shoots me in the neck at point blank range with his own revolver BB gun. It's sore as fuck and he's all jocular, assuming everyone would join in, but they don't and there's an awkward silence. Laughing. He playfully pats my back and says that he was just playing. I don't think he was playing though. He was annoyed because his ex kept talking to me. Everybody was pissed off and wanted some shut eye. The crowd began to depart, but being last in line, the guy closes the door in front of me. The cocky nightclub guy starts to get all emotional and starts to tell me that I'm just like his wee brother. He disclosed that his wee brother was dead and this made me feel anxious. This guy was full of ching and holding me tight. I don't know if he held his brother like this when he was alive. It seems too intimate. After half an hour of extreme torture, I started to think that maybe I was his brother. I had to escape. When this guy went for his next pish, I physically sprinted as fast as I could, never looking back. Upon reaching the guest house, I find it in total darkness. Throwing pebbles at all the windies, no one else seems to be in or awake. It's absolutely freezing, so I head down the town and the only thing that's open is a police station. I try and explain my business and they say that I can stay in the seats for an hour or two until a cafe or whatever opens. I can hear one of the police on the phone taking down details about missing five litre bottles of vodka. A big policeman wakes me up and tells me to bolt. It takes me a groggy wee second to figure out where I'm at and I come to my senses. It's freezing outside as I head down towards the festival site, again with my arms wrapped around my body. There's a couple of guys outside the hotel that recognise me. I think I remember them with one-eyed bill. They tell me I better come in and look inside. Upstairs in this fancy hotel, I'm led into a room 
and wafted with the smell of death. Ian Findlay, the bus driver, is lying in a single bed and there's a few cupboards and cabinets being upturned and broken on top of him. Shards of wood and broken glass are all over the place. What the fuck, mate? Finlay doesn't know what planet he's on. You're in heaven, Ian, I whisper, but he's back snoozing again. He looks like the Emperor for Star Wars, with his pale face and pointy black hood. I wave some glass off the bottom of the bed so he doesn't cut his wee hairy feet, and I tell the boys for the hotel that only just kinda sorta know him. There was no way I was capable of dealing with Finlay when he's dressed as the Emperor any further than I already had. He's meant to be driving the bus home. It'd be too burdensome for Kerr or John to reverse down the A9. I go for 40 winks and some water in the Wick Witherspoons. Some passage of time later, I slink out the door back to the guest house for the cornflakes and my rifle. Plots of revenge flood the dome and I daydream about a drive-by BB shooting in the reversing bus. When we get back down to the site, Dick and Vic for Wick are asking if we know anything about a theft at the bar the night before. Three grand's worth of drink had went missing and there was a distrustful trail of tenants' cans to where the bus was parked last night. Luckily, the rest of the boys had hid all evidence as some police had gave a quick search of the bus. They don't seem too troubled at the air gun's presence under my pillow, but that just seems to be the wonderful ways of Wick. Because of the deep suspicion for Dick and Vic for Wick, there's a problem obtaining the fee for the night of four. It's supposed to be cash, but it never reveals itself till much later that night. We're told that although we're within the festival boundaries, if we left there would be no readmission. Sound with us. We'd just wait in the dosh right next to the backstage barbecue. There was more sickening amounts of tenants there too. 8pm by the time the hard currency materialises in the guise of £5 notes and we were all wasted again. There was no option but to stay the night. Cabin fever was setting in as the full moon shone down on the proclaimers. They were fucking great. We had a great laugh winding them up later. If it wasn't for their music, I wouldn't be alive, I tell them. I owed everything to them. The bespectacled twins decline my offer to see the gun on my bus. Maybe some other time, they say. Camp Fontaine was in full swing, everyone giving it their nihilistic best. The festival is closed and there's hundreds of folk made a pilgrimage to worship at our holy bus of hedonism. From the top of the rusty altar, there's a bunch of underagers, all with their own air rifles, shooting at the proclaimers van as they retreat to sunshine drenched leith. The police's only issue with the whole scene was not the underagers, or the weapons, or the drugs, but we finally doing a pee for the top of some other van. He's putting handcuffs as the crowd cheer on. No long after, he's back from his debacle, dressed as the Emperor again. Having given a fake name, it's unlikely he'll go in the register, but he's still an edgy mess. He goes to bed in his bunk and he falls asleep instantly despite the raging jamboree. One-eyed Bill is getting a blowjob about four inches away from Finley's face. He snores right through as the whole town starts to get the biggest game of buses that they've ever had. The shagging wagon reverses at high speed with a sizeable chunk of the town's population sprinting alongside, flanking it with the teenagers on top, shooting their fire arms into the full moon. I get dropped off at some house party where Lassie I've been getting familiar with. It's quite near the cocky club owner's house, so me and her go around for a quick game of guns. She tells me that he's a known creep and that his brother isn't even dead. He's never had a brother, only two sisters. With a supreme anticlimax, the metal ball bearing makes a pitiful tap against his double glazing. She had a wee go of fire in the gun too but she just hits a rough cast, knocking a few stones off. The two of us call it a night on their own misguided vigilanteisms, and we head back to the party. When I leave the girl's house in the morning, there's a good few hours of looking for the gangbang brief and the wicked fellows that I call bandmates. 
I'm back in the weird wick Witherspoons with one-eyed Bill. He manages to get Wi-Fi. Dick and Vic for wick look across the pub with antipathy over their beans and I just pull my Rasta hat down trying to conceal my eyebrow. One-eyed Bill hands me the coordinates to the local Tesco where the bus has been plonked. I stroll up confidently along the coast with a rifle for an hour until I see the vehicle and the rest of the boys. The Rasta hat comes off and everyone's quite raging about my solo eyebrow. I've got my new job as a beekeeper starting tomorrow morning. Relief gladdens my spirit when I find my phone on the bus. A horror ridicules me as I check my Facebook. I've been fraped. Posted at 5.47am. I'm going to make Wisher proud. It truly, truly makes me cringe. We adjust all our clocks back to the normal time zone as we enter Mother Earth's atmosphere again. And subsequently, we've never been invited north in Inverness since. I wasn't a beekeeper for very long. <laughs> I think that's my favourite one. That's my favourite story as well. Mainly because it, it's lo- so much it. Like I still remember. I can remember it. I, I like like I can like vividly remember. Like Dick and Vic for Wick and One Eyed Bill in, in, in that seventies <laughs> show. The the freeping thing. I re- I remember doing that. I think it was me that came up with the I'll make Wisher proud. You typed it. You had his phone, but I, I'm pretty sure. Because uh, we, 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 we were thinking for ages. We were there for about half an hour. What, what, what was the worst the worst thing you could type for him? <laughs> and we sitting in the front seat of the bus, and it was it was perfect. I don't care what it takes. I'm just going to make Wisher proud. <laughs> I got so many. I got so many likes. It was posted at like five uh, in the morning. It was like fifty likes in like a minute. <laughs> broke the internet. I did. Do you think you've made Wisher proud now, or do you think you'd made Wisher proud then? Have you let Wisher down? You've definitely let let Wisher down in your time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to think I've uh, put it. I've like I've put Wisher on the map. I think you have. Where would you rank yourself in, in terms of famous people from Wisher? Where are you? Top 10? No. Not not even close, no. No? No? Well, wowee, tell us, tell us who. Who gets there before you? How many people have limped there before you? Wishites. How many Wishites? <laughs> How many Wishites have been there before you? Eh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Give me your top five wishites. <laughs> like I, I know hands down, hands down, I'm the most famous person from the world. Hands <laughs> <laughs> down. I've got, I've got the, I've got the Wikipedia up. We've got, we've got, uh, we've got John Higgins. We've got the Wizard, the Wishy. Right. We've got, uh, he's definitely one of my favourites. Kieran Tierney. Uh, Kieran Tierney. Nicholas Nicholas McDonald. Nicky McDonald. Who who you still claim is your cousin? He claimed that was his cousin. It's like that thing you do uh, when you're like Burgess to date school when they were just pals and they would claim that they were cousins. <laughs> Aye. That tri- that fooled me for fucking years though. I'm like so many folk here are related, man, it's mad. <laughs> I don't know, Jamie, I think you're maybe in the, the top ten. I'm looking on Wikipedia here, there's not that much. Those those three anyway are definitely above you. Hey, they're, they're above you. Well, is Nicky above him? Oh, easy. I'm just a, I'm just a modest little street punk. <laughs> a street rat. <laughs> a boring busker. I'm a, I'm a fuddy, I'm a fuddy duddy. A fuddy duddy. I'm a, a, I'm a big stupid head. Poor me, dry your eyes. Dry your fucking eyes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me play the world's tiniest violin. <laughs> so anyway, back to my fame. My little, I would, I, I, I challenge anyone on the cast to come at me. Google who's the I'll, most. I'll do it right now. I'm very, and I mean this genuinely. I'm very surprised my school, my formal high my high school, hasn't got in touch to ask if I'd come down and do a talk or anything like that. <laughs> a talk. <laughs> how did how did you get so good? <laughs> <laughs> it would be very simple. I would say, well, I didn't attend here much. 
Uh, I mean, see that park across there. I'd sit there and smoke drinks. On on the the Motherwell Wikipedia, we we are listed as notable people. It's just the band. Mm. Um, Hamish mm-hmm. Imlick. Maybe a typo. Although I mean, how how popular? I know. I mean, Tam Ka- Tam Cowan. Tam Cowan. I suppose there's there's nothing. I've any football. Aye, but I mean, people know that I like I like soccer as well. So <laughs> I used to play. <laughs> I used to play so. I, I for a new. I call you Tam Kevin. At your back. <laughs> what about for, what about from from your school, Dad? Who's any any uh, famous cathedralites? Keon Tierney. Tierney, of course, I. Uh, Michael Devlin. Mhm. Where were teenage fan club from Bell Cell? Bell Cell, aye. Well, I'm sure Jamie will... Jerry Love. I'm sure Jamie... Fact checking Jamie will tell us exactly the street. On you go. On you go, take it away. Uh, I think Norman Blake's for Bells Hill and Jerry Love's for Jervy. I think he went to ladies. If I'm not mistaken. I'm sure you're not. I know that they're all listening. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Why is it that people from... And I know we've got I know we've got quite a a strong up north fan base, so let me caveat this by saying we appreciate you all. I actually know there's a few up northers who who donate regularly to Patreon. So again, nothing so right away you guys are excluded from this next statement. But why is it that anyone from the west of Scotland Instantly identifies anywhere from by Glasgow as sheep shaggers. It's it's not just it's like anywhere out with like a ten mile radius. <laughs> I always make the same jokes on stage that they don't have internet and stuff like that. Yeah, they, they don't appreciate. Don't like that. No. Which, to be fair, I shouldn't really worry about this. There's no chance we'll be getting it. See what we want. Unless they get it in tape. And they're, they're still on, to tape. They're still on two G. Two G, eh? I like how uh, in the story you were talking about the the time zone. Uh, well, you know, it's like you, you feel like the see what's it called? See, so you go past the equator, you feel like the a bump. I've never actually been past the equator, but I've been told that there's some sort of bump, and it's like that when you drive through the border into Caithness that uh, you feel gravity. Well, it's it's quite the mad trek, isn't it? You kind of think it's just near Inverness. So one, once you get to Inverness, it's fucking still miles away. Aye, it's that big. Mine we used to take that bus fucking run all the And there's, there's the sandbanks. Aye, the, the mm-hmm. traps, like mm-hmm. the emergency pit stops. Or whatever. Aye, that's quite scary. And that bus never had fucking brakes, so that was murder taking that about. Um, but I mean, we had some, we certainly had some wild nights in Wick. By the way, have you, have you saw Froze or is it just me? You froze for me. Just you. Right, well, fair enough, but you can still it's hear me. Fine, I but your video's froze. Is our video froze? Yeah, he's a froze. That's really annoying because I've got a feeling this this thing is fucking overheating. But aye, mine's overheated earlier. Um, why don't you try put your video what? off and back on again? I, my full computer's froze, though, which would mean that this would be lost. No, if this cuts out. No, the mind the audio still be on on our end though. It's, oh, of course, that's amazing. That's the main benefit with us. I was need to find the right sync it, but that's cool, so we can keep going. Yeah, then you'll, you'll need to uh, jump in, <laughs> get on your in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> try, try, Sorry, try guys, put your I'm... video off and then back on again. I, I, I can't even move oh, anything fuck, in my computer, fuck. mate. Uh, should, we, should we just leave it the now then, so that, because it inevitably will go off. Yeah. Aye, so I'll, um, well, I'll try and turn this off and come right. on again. So All right. Right. Sorry, aye. So what were we talking about? We were talking about um, we all agreed that uh, I was definitely the most famous person from from Motherwell in my school. <laughs> my Motherwell. <laughs> my my Motherwell. <laughs> Trying to put a statue of you outside the library. Well, I certainly hope people will be down defending it if they do. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll take try and take that one down. I can assure you. 
What uh, what what kind of pose would the statue be on? Uh, it would probably be with you gripping your mic. Well, I have, but also with one of my jumps. I'm quite good at my, my jumps. There's a lot of pictures of me jumping online. My, <laughs> my big jumps on the beat. Very <laughs> impressive. So, <laughs> so would the would the statue be suspended <laughs> for the ceiling? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> be, be a suspended suspended statue <laughs> from Motherwell Library. <laughs> me <laughs> above <laughs> coming down uh, above my my fans, my donor fans. A statue of you in the laser quest. Across for the library. You with your uh, your headgear on and your. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what was your what was your laser quest name again? My laser quest name. Hi. What do you mean, Millie? Oh, you don't need you don't need to on it. You don't need to play laser quest. Donny Fontaine. <laughs> That's why I wish that if if there was. The only other name I would rather have than Care would be Donny. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it sounds like the type of guy that. You've said that to me for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saying you wish you were called Donny. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I really mean it though. I think it's like a, Change it? a, a cracking name. <laughs> That is what? What would you, what would you be called? Uh, Brett. Brett. Brett's pretty good. <laughs> Brett, Donnie, what are you then, Jimmy? You need to get an American one as well. Zach. I, I, knew, I knew about <laughs> Zach. I was ready to say Zach. <laughs> Zach, Donnie and Brett. Uh, back to the story though, right? So, before we get cut after we were talking, but obviously, um, give, giving you a good freight in the old Facebook. Is that still a thing? Do people still freight? Nah, surely not. I don't think so. What's the Instagram equivalent of freight? No one does that anymore. People, people who like people too sound someone, though. I think if I know, I think if someone done that to you, be like, what the fuck? Why you got my phone? Like that's bang out. <laughs> like, I like doing I like doing ones like that though that were like like it wasn't obvious at all that someone had done it. I they, they, they thought they, they thought that I I was joking or whatever. I was just something I was writing at five five in the morning. As if you woke up and she th- was wasn't if you were still out. It was if you'd woke up and go, do you know what today? <laughs> today I'm I... gonna make wish you proud. I'm gonna make wish you proud. <laughs> so um. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, he's, he's on. He's on the sauce tonight. Uh. <laughs> uh, have you had a few broskies tonight? Uh, I would say so. How, how many? I, I can tell by your laugh that you're quite well oiled. Uh, I think that's perhaps my seventh. Uh, I can, t- I can, I can tell. It's the uh, the changes coming. The old, the I've missed it because we've not been touring in a while. This is usually where we get post gig. Let the fans see. <laughs> let the oh, fans. Let, let the fans peek behind the curtain. <laughs> I've been drinking a day as well though. But I've. I've um, I've been on the water. You on the water today? Usually you're always drinking on the cast. I it? actually had I had some cans in the fridge that I was saving for this, but I uh, had them yesterday because it was a nice day yesterday as well. I went to the park. I saved them for this until yesterday. Until yesterday <laughs> when I decided to drink them. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, now that we've got you a wee bit oiled and we, and we can we can let the fans see what you really like, let the guys down. So, oh how long were you a beekeeper for? Uh, also, why were you a beekeeper? One question at a time. <laughs> why were you a beekeeper? Why was I a beekeeper? Yeah, what, what drove you to the honey? Well, let me ask you, Kia. Why were you not a beekeeper? I don't why I get stung. Well, I... Sadly, I did get stung. I, I get stung off my, bo- my boss. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, know, uh, you, never, you never paid you, didn't you? <laughs> Maybe you can uh, shame him. You better tell him the company and that will drag drag the company through the dirt. No, no, the guy, the guy, the guy who's sound, see when, see when uh, I got sacked. Do you not fancy shaming him? <laughs> not fancy shaming him. No, it's no, it's a guy from South Africa. Guy, uh, Warren, his name was, brand new. But anyway, when he sacked me, What's brand new but not getting paid? Okay, it was, aye, it was shite not getting paid, but anyway, when he did sack me, like, he sat for a second after it, 
Because I was saying, all right, well, I, I guess I'm not the guy for the job and that. And he was, oh. he was sort of sitting puzzled, going, "I've never seen anybody take a sack like being fired like that ever." Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just sort of going, "I must, I, I must not have been good enough." And that and he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sort of agreeing with him, he's going, hey, "Bad, bad workmanship." And shit. And I was going, "Aye, aye, aye." <laughs> I had to put the labels on these honey jars, mm-hmm. so I had to, I had to get a few times. It's not, it's not really a beekeeper. It's not really a beekeeper. <laughs> Sound me like a label maker. <laughs> you play, you play at shops. The, the the time it took me to get sacked, it was like we had to go up to the me and this German beekeeper who was the head beekeeper. I was just a, a king bee. I was just a I was just a worker bee within the company. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I was going out with the head of the department. Uh, I went to go up the Highlands, and then they're saying, they're saying that you up for this because it'll take you. You'll need. You'll be home a lot later tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If you can do this shift, I'm going out soon. He goes, you'd be down here for eight in the morning. I was like, I, I, I definitely. And my phone ran out of battery, and I was sleeping, so the alarm didn't go off. Typical. And I woke up the back. I, typical. I woke up the back in nine and. The phone me like fuck, and I was like, oh, I'm on my way down, but I was just getting in my bed. And eventually, they got his bit. It's cause we had to see where Scottish, no Scottish, what Highland Spring, mm-hmm. no the water Highland Spring. Shout out to Highland Spring, yeah. big fans of the podcast. <laughs> uh, in Perthshire, so we had to drive, we had to drive up there at, at like that early in the morning because we had to move these hives of bees round the hill, depending on the the time the the sun. Do you know what I mean? So I had to move these, because of the time of the year, I had to move these hives of <laughs> bees, hives of fucking bees. Just, just, and, sorry, uh, just, saying, just, just in case anyone was listening last week and thought, could this podcast get any more boring? <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> here's Jamie again. The shot of all to your core. A boring story. A boring busking tale has turned into a boring tale about bees. Boring bees. I'm lost now. I bored myself. <laughs> you, were, uh, <laughs> you were you were turning the hives round. Oh, I so to, 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 to move these hives of bees round this mountain because of the time of the year, cause, so that they would get optimum sunlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because I was late, we were late to moving these hives of bees, so the guy, this German guy, was shouting at me in this van that I'd killed so many thousands of bees and that. <laughs> oh, fuck. And I was just sitting there and we like it's only me and him in the van, and he's he's really angry because he's really, really protective of all the bees, as you should be, because it's the fucking the bees. You know what I mean? We need to save them. Because yeah, uh, I sort of slept in, we had to get like make this. <clears throat> I kind of think of a film, but there's definitely a film where it's like the the the, the sunlight is. Do you know what I mean? You can see it creeping. Mm-hmm. You can see the sunlight moving, but we had to move these these fucking honeybees fast as fuck. So, but up the sea because I wasn't even at the factory in time to put on my proper suit, proper bee suit. I just got given the fucking the stupid one, the stupid one they, they use for. Oh, we need a spare bee suit. So, didn't they have any fastens in the front, right? <laughs> I'm just picturing this thing. I'm just picturing they, they're putting you in a big banana costume or something. No. <laughs> B1, B, B1 and B2, your big clown feet. I had this B suit and it was all fastened up with uh, safety pins. So it was like, oh, obvious all that these bees could get in. And so I'm moving all these hives, and as you move a beehive, like thousands of them get lost and don't know what's going on. So that's how they sting. They just attack you, something. But it, it didn't attack me anyway, so I, I got off it. Right, Scott Free, as usual. Of course. Uh, <laughs> but I get sacked the next day, so <laughs> it wasn't as buzzing about that. No, it but so, so the next day, the South African boy pulls you in and says, "We'll need to let you go. You killed. You've 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 killed thousands of bees, and you're going." No, so the, on the on the official letter of. Dismissal? Letter of dismissal? Aye, letter of dismissal, whatever. It was like, uh, he'd, uh, he'd said it was because I broke this paper shredder. Because <laughs> I put... 
<laughs> I put too much uh, paper in it, and I, I broke. I said that, and I said it was. So the last wage I was meant to get was meant to be eight hundred pounds, <laughs> because this this paper said that cost six hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it also it said uh, something bad against the equipment, but then because I'd, I had to put the on the, the jars of honey, I had to put labels on the honey, mm-hmm. but I could never get them straight. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I bad, sounds, bad, bad workmanship. It, it sounds shoddy workmanship. Shoddy workmanship, sorry. I'm trying to find a letter. I wish I'd I should remembered be. it. Because uh, it, says, it says, like, uh, bad practice against equipment and, and shoddy workmanship. Because <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's because the guy was looking over my shoulder, seeing him trying to put these labels on the honey jars. Guys look well, I mean, every time my hands are sweated. Does not work well under on. pressure. I only just like a, a one or two degrees in angle of difference, but enough that it looks. <laughs> <laughs> it looks funny. I couldn't do it, right, man? I just couldn't do it. So I get sacked for a shoddy workmanship. But uh, I, that was the reason. But the main thing is because I was late for moving the bees out of the Highland Spring. Mountains. <laughs> it was maybe a, a, a just dismissal then, and hearing hearing the facts, but a shame, oh, yeah, yeah, a shame yeah. nonetheless. And I remember you 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 brought myself and my papa, I think, a, a jar of honey down one day. So we we thank you for that. Thank you for the honey. It was delicious. Because I was I was buying that manuka honey for my voice, and you were saying, Hi. get get this honey. It's just as good." That- that, but that's when you—that's when you were employed. You—you since stopped that, and now I know why. No, well, uh, to be fair, I was still saved by by a local honey for for all sorts of medicinal reasons. There you go. Now, if anybody's listening on the podcast, if any honey companies out there are listening, feel free to sponsor the podcast. Two out of three of us haven't killed any bees. I know I've, I've killed, killed no bees. I actually saved the bee the other day by giving it some sugar. Sugar, I. I saw you dead. I did. I got up early. You just you you you, just you ran sixty k, but but it's unfathomable that we would have saved the bee. Kev <laughs> just Kev just done it for likes. <laughs> they just asked. He did. There was there was a, there was a bee in distress, a, a London bee in distress, and I saved him. I gave him some Scottish sugar. Really happy as Larry. Um, back to the story. What's some of our, our, our fonder memories from from travelling up north? Any any good tales we can recall? Don't know if it was good. It was it was just always mental in a good way. But, but I remember someone telling us there was only seven polis in Wick, and then we were going, "Oh, there's fucking fifteen now." I'm just thinking we could we, we could, could do anything. Throw the government here. Aye 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 like. Well, there's hundreds of us, like, we, we can, there's no rules here. Yeah, I just thought about it, we we played in Wick, the last, before we played in Wick the last time, like, we've played in Germany and all that, since, like, since we've uh, went to Europe and it, we've no, went back further than Inverness. Well, it was, it was, it was, it was because every time we would come back from Wick and Thurzo, Daz in particular would always say, I'm never going fucking back there again. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed myself. It, it was like, I'm, I'm glad I got to experience it, but it's, it's like going back in time. The, the story was called Wild Wild Wick, and it's and it's um, it's aptly named. Also, uh, I don't think I could see hearing these stories again and taking myself back to the times. I don't think I could, I could do that now. Oh, I no. couldn't. I couldn't do any of that now. That was uh, That was when. The, that was the, the golden age of the bus, though. That was really when the the bus was really, aye, really come in, come in, a, a come bus. in play there. The, the, aye. aye, that was the bus. Was the the, the party bus man? Though like, again, I, I couldn't. I couldn't roll in a bus like that anymore. I don't know. I don't think I could even just travel to Wicker Thursday or something. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
it's funny that, but it like it's uh, it's just weird. I mean, it, it, it just used to be constant boozing and smoking on that thing all the time, and and mm-hmm. no sleeping, and then putting gigs, and then inviting everybody back, and then it was just mayhem. See if you if you if you watch the sharp in the water video, there's a wee extract from one of the parties in it. We and I've got a panda mask on. Daz is DJing. But it just, just used to be like that all the time. I remember the, the that, that booze we still lasted for, like, what, six months or something? Is Shark in the Water about 10 year old? Uh, I probably, I, I, there or thereabouts. <laughs> eight, eight to 10 year old. Eight years or something, eh? <clears throat> I remember um, when the... The next morning when we kind of woke up from from that story, when the promoters came to the door, was it the promoters or the police that came to the door? Said there's been there's been uh, a lot of thousands of pounds worth of booze has been stolen. Do you know anything about that? And I remember just opening the door and like behind them as they were talking, I was just noticing like <laughs> this trail of tenants cans and like. Uh, <laughs> empty bottles of spirit all the way up in some sort of trail all the way up to the door of our bus me just open and going like no oh, man it's not to do this do you just want any merch <laughs> <laughs> do you like any free cds or t-shirts the old trick again that was our brave that was always our brave would you, would you like any merch mate <laughs> looking three eyes they're around the eyes <laughs> you think um, at that point, the when we got booked to headline that festival, that was maybe the biggest kind of festival appearance we'd ever done? We'd maybe done Tea in the Park and then maybe that? I think so, in terms of your billing and stuff. Aye, aye, like we, we, were, the, we were headlining, it was just us and the Proclaimers, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to be fair, the, the wonderful people of Wick, they, um, they embraced us pretty early on. Aye. Up north embraced us. Inverness. Inverness is amazing. Inverness got us before even Glasgow. Well, we done we done Rockness as well. That's right. I think maybe that was that was maybe our first one of our first. Think I think that was maybe before we played at Teen the Park. Our first ever festival was live at Loch Lomond. Live at Loch Lomond, aye, aye. with the where, Sex Pistols. Where, where we were on so early that they hadn't even opened the doors before when we were on. So we went on. And about three songs in, folk started. Folk were just getting in. <laughs> I mind at the time though, like not not even been that bummed out about that. We were still. I think it was like our second gig or something. We were still, uh, still just just buzz, like buzzing, buzzing to be there. <laughs> it was like we played once at the box, once at King Tut's, and then once there. And then that, I, I remember the, the lineup for that. Like that day on that ten, it was like us, Frightened Rabbit, Twin Atlantic, Twilight Sad, like all like one after each other. I remember getting to, I remember getting to Cameron House to, aye, aye. to use the, was, the hot towels to, to wash and them telling me to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't dressed in appropriate attire. Remember, seeking back to the bus, remember it used to be parked in Finley's Drive. Mind when the, the bus was at Marbet? But uh, after it, Finley's mum and dad. That's, that's where it no. ended its life at you, at your bit, aye. Oh, that's right, aye. What happened there? Was it my bit for about two years? Right. Um, but there was uh, <laughs> one of the, one of the times. <laughs> <laughs> it was but, my well, bit. Well, yeah, it was much longer than it was at your house. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just shut up? Why don't you just put a fucking faith in it? The fans will finally see the nice guy facade melts away. (laughs) 
Seven beers, Dave. <laughs> Suddenly the patrons leave. Dickhead, Jamie, the dickhead author. <laughs> <laughs> Snaps back. Week 15, Jamie's revenge. Um, sorry, so tell me, tell me. In fact, that's where it ended its life, as Dad was saying. So what happened? How did it get, finally get broke into? It was, it was in my... The car park next to my mum and dad's house, and I'm sure we're recording with you, Kia, and Erdy. I got a phone call off my pal Miguel saying, There's, there's guys in the bus, <laughs> <laughs> there's people on the bus, and then uh, it's going to smash the window and all that. And then when I get back in it, uh, end up going to court, you know but my mum and dad, you know, I'd run out and I'd phone them saying, There's folk in the bus, there's folk in the bus, there's folk in the bus. And my dad ran out, I was like, let's see who's the folk in the bus. And this guy called Brian was in my year at school. And uh, <laughs> he'd smashed the window. And he's, he's cut himself going through the glass. So he's like, he's got blood. And uh, I saying, what are you doing? And they said, I was just playing. <laughs> 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 they were 25 at the time. They're saying they're just playing. Uh, I, I ended up going to court, but on the day of the court they get chucked out because it's ridiculous. Uh, somebody didn't turn up because who gives a fuck said the judge <laughs> <laughs> it's an old shite bus but um, mind you because the my mum and dad in front of the police saying there's folk in the bus they go to the bus but as I was coming home for the studio for you care mm-hmm. I had to go into the bus and make sure that the gun was near there and make sure that the <laughs> the, the, box of, the box of drugs wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mind I, my mum's saying you can't touch him because the police need to look at it as a crime scene. But I was like, I need to get that. I'm sure they'll be getting the, the, the forensics out for that Innocent dreams from a devilish thoughts. I don't paint pictures, I connect dots. You want to hear the story? Well, I can tell lots. Said she like rap, but never from the Scots. Hands tied, riddle me this, riddle me that, son. Time's up, ready to die, fatal attraction. You're on a psychotic war in the TV. I developed a thick skin for the shit that she call me. Mask off, running in circles with the enemy. Cease fire, give it a miss, I'm losing energy. Once we on around, like a band for the captain. Should we talk about our gig? Aye, by this point, the gig will be on sale. We'll just be on sale. So we're recording this on the on the Thursday night. So by the time this podcast comes out, our, our first gig of the year will be, will be on sale. So it, it gets announced tomorrow. So it gets announced on tomorrow, which is Friday. And then when the People will be listening to this if they listen to it the day it comes out. The gig will have been on sale yesterday. And you can get tickets from Live Nation, the Live Nation website. I think it's Gigs and Tours. And it's called Live at the Drive-In. And it's on on the the 4th of September. And that'll be our first gig of the year. To an audience of cars. (laughs) Although I I was looking at it, so I think what happens is you you get a wee... Destruction Derby. <laughs> the mosh pit. <laughs> I think it's like you, you get a wee. You get a wee you bit. You pick up the so car like, and you can come out the car. You can come out like as, as far as as far as I'm aware. Or is it that they can sit in the car and tune the frequency to us performing? Don't know. I, I've not been told that. I know. I know that some of the ones that happened in Europe, you could do that, but I'm I'm not sure. From what I see, I think you, need, you you can buy a ticket and then you need to sit in somebody else's car. Some some cunt you don't know, and then Cash you, need to, aye, you need to watch the gig with them. But um, the gig buddy, it would be it would be f- fantastic if you could if you could swing by that one because uh, drive by, <laughs> have a drive by, a drive by because we're looking forward to just playing a gig. To be honest, um, even if you're from Wick, feel free to come to this one. Folk from Wick can get an... Time travel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they've got space for a horse and car. (laughs) (laughs) 
Did he, did he send her money? Send her money for tickets? <laughs> Carrier pigeon? <laughs> the shillings. <laughs> they get there, they ask that they get a, a glass of port and a jelly deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, why Wix became Victorian London. <laughs> jelly deal. I <laughs> so if you're if you if you happen to be around, what what date is it, Daz? It's the fourth fourth of September, and it's at the Royal Highland Centre in Edinburgh, which I think is near the is it near the airport? Aye, it's right next to the airport, Ingolston. Ingolston, aye. I can't wait to like play and, and get the cars to to do things that I would get the crowd to do. So like now, if they go left and go oh, right, get get the, I like get, get the cars to go left and then go right, and then like I want them to beep the horns, put the indicators horns. on. Squick your washers. <laughs> uh, donuts. Get a date with donuts. <laughs> donuts. <laughs> I think that'll be brilliant. I want to go and jump in your car bonnet and stuff. Well, everyone will need to still stay. When you're coming towards them, they'll need to move. Reverse. <laughs> <laughs> reverse. <laughs> reverse. <laughs> um, but I, I'm looking forward to playing, so if, if there's... If you've got a chance of buying a ticket, then I recommend definitely you do. Come. Yeah, definitely come. We'll have a, a revving good time. I'm just excited to play a gig. Um, again, big shout out to all the, the Patreons. How's your friends going this week, Jamie? Uh, Are you still, on the, you still on the streak? Uh, it's me 56 days now. My God. Um, can you can you thank the listeners and the, the Patreons in French? Toujours, mon ami, eh, merci beaucoup. Mm-hmm. Today, my friends, I thank you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thank you for, for listening and and uh, and chucking us a couple of quid if you if you can. Hopefully, we can maybe get a fucking laptop for Jamie or something because. This week's episode has been plagued by laptops freezing, overheating, and we figured out that Jamie's laptop. Yeah, Jamie's laptop. So when Jamie and I were writing the script, we got a wee bung. I said to him, with that dough, buy a good laptop. All you need is Microsoft Word. Here's... I'll, I'll 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 get you the laptop. I'll find you the laptop to go. No, no, it's cool, man. I can get one. Right, but here's here's the links if you want a good laptop. Obviously, he never listened to me, and he bought himself a laptop. We've just discovered today with thirty gig space on it. So the reason the audio that won't be as good this week is because there's no space for him to record the audio. So he's back to the the robot voice. However, you back you, in right that uninstall paint. Wait, no, I can't even don't, un- don't uninstall paint, come on. No, you need paint, man. Can I t- that's like taking away a limb. But I so, can uninstall solitaire. Uh, that's like, mate, that'll, that'll free up the space. I'm sure that's fucking um, 60 gig. <laughs> <laughs> what, so, else you got? what else can you uninstall? Let's go through uh, that. Weather. I should uninstall the weather. So he's I got can a, also a 30 gig laptop. It. Feel if there's anybody at home that can donate a good laptop, feel free to get in touch. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure many people will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's a laptop. Right, here's, here's a, a 2000, here's a 2016 <laughs> MacBook Pro with 500 meg, 500 gig hard drive and 16 gig of RAM. Anyway. You don't ask, you don't get. That's true, mate. <laughs> okay, that, should be your ne- that should be your next tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you need, you need to get that sorted, man, so we can go back to because we were just starting to get good audio recordings. I know, sorry, I didn't realize that was. I apologize to the listeners. So, not only did you kill the bees, but you killed the listeners' vibe. You, kill, you killed the cast. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, right. apologize to your French listeners as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know how to say so. Uh, oh, I don't know how to say sorry. 
I've not learned sorry yet. <laughs> wait, 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 that's, that's, that says more about you. Yeah, you've just been, you've just been skipping that bit. I'll have, I'll have no use for, I'll, I'll have no use for that word. There's no point learning words I don't need. Uh, je, je suis, uh, nah. Not for me. Pointless brain space. <laughs> All the words I need are give me, <laughs> I want, <laughs> now, and you're wrong, here is the correct facts. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so in all honesty, we'll try and come back. So we'll try and come back the week after this with some fantastic sounding audio. Um, but until then, genuinely, thank you for listening. I, know, I keep getting a lot of nice feedback on it from from people, so it's, it's cool that you're listening, man. That's class. One, two, three, bye from the cast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.